Well, we're back for another adventure on the podcast, Dale Carter's America. I'm with Kurt Wheeler. And uh, today on the show, we're going to drill down on a specific issue. I like to do that once in a while. Just pick one that we talk about and we relate a lot of different things to. You may recall that when we put the podcast together, we did it on a basic set of principles. And one of those was the truth. So we'll ask the question, the truth, does it even matter anymore? On today's episode of Dale Carter's America. From the heart of flyover country, he's not on the far right, and he's certainly not on the far left. Like you, he's somewhere in the middle. This is Dale Carter's America. A lot of things to uh, cover in the news. First of all, Kurt, prayers for our friends and family in parts of uh, our state of Missouri, also Kentucky, Illinois, Tennessee, and Arkansas after the uh, tornadoes that moved through Friday night into Saturday. The latest I heard, and obviously these numbers are going to change, uh, but the state of Kentucky has confirmed 64 dead there. I think there were a half dozen killed in the Amazon Fulfillment Center in Edwardsville, Illinois. I mean, these are all areas where I grew up as a kid. I know the areas very well. And uh, the devastation that we're seeing on television, it's just unreal. Yeah, I've seen uh, some drone footage of a particular town in Kentucky, I can't remember the name of the town, but it was just crazy. Maysville, Kentucky is yeah, kind of ground I, zero for I think this. that was it, yeah. yeah. And there was one video where they start and it says, welcome to Maysville, or whatever. You said Maysville, that's the right. name of the town. It says, welcome to Maysville, like on the side of a building, and then it zooms out and there's just, everything's flat and it's crazy, so. Well, President Biden has come forward and he said, and I think rightly so, that at times like this, we're not Democrats or Republicans, we're Americans. Let's pull together. Let's let's get this area and our friends through this. And uh, that's what's going on. And there's a lot of destruction. There's a lot of death and uh, tornadoes in December. It's just really, really weird. I mean, we get back to the whole thing of climate change. We make fun of it a lot on this podcast. But when you have tornadoes in December, there's definitely something going on. Maybe. I mean, it. it's just everyone Everyone wants to jump to their political posturing, you know what I mean? Biden, I'm not politically posturing no, here. I'm no, just I'm saying not talking about there, you. There's obviously something that's going on sure. in the weather because it's different. I mean, it's going to be 75 degrees in Kansas City this week, and then we're going to take another turn. What I've always said is the climate is constantly evolving on a planet that's 5 billion years old. Right. It's not the reason to, okay, let's get rid of all of our cars that are fueled by gas and Let's go to wind and solar. Well, That's not what I'm saying. Specifically, when I was talking about posturing, I was talking about the president because, you know, you you mentioned that he gave some kind of unity in his speech, but he also jumped to the the climate change talking points as well in his speech about, about this uh, tragedy. And it's just, it's uncalled for, I think. And, you know, I mean, uh, it's tough because weather is not climate. So people will attribute things, weather events to climate change. And it's really hard to connect the two uh, in any sort of scientific way. You know, it could be a freak accident. It could be related to global warming. I mean, it's just, it's too early to tell. I mean, it's just, you know, we, we pray for the families of, of those lost and, and the communities and hope that they recover quickly. Well, you know, we've said it many times that the playbook for the Democrats is pretty limited. And global warming is definitely one of the plays they run every time. So that's what they're doing. Uh, but I'll, I'll stand with Kurt on this and just extend our prayers uh, to those families who, who are definitely hurting. Closer to home, I heard about this on Friday and could not believe what I heard that Jackson County is today, while we're recording this, they're going to vote for another 
mask mandate. They're going to vote on it. I'm, I'm not saying they're going to vote for it. I, I have a friend on the legislature, Jeannie Lauer, who's one of my dear friends. And when, when the noise was made about this, this is not coming from the legislature. This is coming from Frank White, the executive. Um, she immediately got the attorney general in Missouri to send them a letter to tell them that what they are doing is illegal. Okay, And even if they pass another mask mandate for another 30 days, um, it's not going to apply to Kansas City. It's not going to apply to Independence. Those are the two biggest cities in the county. And then later on tonight, Blue Springs and Lee Summit, two other of the larger cities in Jackson County, are going to have special sessions of their city councils tonight. With, and I know the folks in Blue Springs, I don't know exactly what uh, Lee Summit's going to do with this, but in Blue Springs, they're going to tell them to stick it where the sun doesn't shine. So who's left then in Jackson County? Like well, Sugar Creek, look out. Raytown, Sugar Creek. Yeah. Uh, Oak, Grandview. Oak Grove. Is uh, Grandview in Jackson County? Grain Valley, Grandview. Yeah. And, and you know, Man, I'm about to move to Raytown too, so I hope they don't do that. I just, it's not enforceable and it's not legal. And Jeannie walked me through all the ways that it is not legal so we'll see what they do with it. But what what I like, and, I, and I've kind of followed this story from, from several different angles. I don't know if you saw this or not, but the governor of Colorado, who is a Democrat, did you see what he said about this? No, I missed Okay. It. He said basically he's not going to have any more mask mandates. He's like, we know everything we need to know about COVID at this point. You either got your shot or you didn't get your shot. It's on you. Right. And it's like... That's that's parent. That's almost like a conservative. Mm. I almost want to welcome him with open arms because I wrote this out. This is conservative parenting versus liberal parenting. Okay, a conservative parent, when you have kids, I know you're a conservative, so you're probably going to do this. You're going to lay it out for your kids, especially as they get older. Okay, Th- these are the consequences from actions that you might take, and then you got to take your hand off the wheel and let them do it. Right. Okay. Now, a liberal parent will say. Johnny didn't eat his veggies, so none of you kids can have dessert. Okay, he—it's almost like when I was playing football. If somebody screwed up, the entire team had to run a mile. That's how liberals um, parent. It's like you, you can't make a decision on your own. You've got to you, be led by the nanny state. Yeah, yeah, and you know, just to go back to a couple things that that you said previously. Um, you know, with uh, the governor of Colorado, you say it's a conservative point. I mean, I think it's just common sense. I mean, really, I don't think it's conservative or liberal. I mean, you you just have to have a basic level of reasoning to see what's going on here and see that the mask mandates and the vaccine mandates have gone too far. That's why we see a coalition, kind of this new coalition building between very disparate groups, uh, like in New York, for example, you know, BLM and, uh, you know, more patriot right wing groups have been protesting together against the vaccine mandate in New York. And I've said this before and I'll say it again, but this is only going to stop when people stop uh, complying, you know, and they're going to keep renewing the mask mandate. They're going to keep upping the ante on the uh, vaccine mandate. There's always going to be a new vaccine uh, for COVID or for whatever else. They've seen that they have the power to implement this now, and they're not going to stop. I mean, look at what's happening in New York. We talked about it last week with the uh, the furthering of the vaccine mandate to people ages five and older in New York City now. Um, it's not going away until people stop complying and until businesses say we're not enforcing this. So that's where we're at.
Well, my good friend Mark Westcott, who is about as liberal as they come, and he comments sometimes on the Facebook page uh-huh. for Dale Carter's America, which if you're not following it, you should be following it. Um, he, I put up one of these things probably about the Colorado governor, and he's like, well, what about all these people who've died from COVID? And there have been more this year than there were last year. And no one will answer my question on this. From COVID or with COVID? Right. They stop replying at that point because nobody wants to drill down on that from COVID or with COVID. And again, we've had this discussion. I I want an investigation on this. I want to look into death certificates. If somebody had like five clogged arteries and was a half step away from a heart attack and they determined also had COVID, that went as a COVID death. Right. How many of these are mischaracterized with something that now we kind of have our arms around? This, by the way, is the uh, one-year anniversary of when the vaccines were rolled out Mm -hmm. through Operation Warp Speed. We have therapeutics now for treating COVID. It's not a death sentence. They're talking about this Omicron variant being very mild. So between folks who have had COVID, some version of it, and the vaccinated, how can we not be at herd immunity? Yeah, seriously. I mean, there's just basic questions. Again, going back to what I said, you just have to have a basic level of rationality to question what's going on. And, you know, you brought up the deaths with COVID or deaths from COVID. The reason that people aren't responding to that is because they don't have an answer. I mean, the the data on that hasn't really been publicly released. You have individual cases where you can say, oh, this person was counted as a death as a COVID death, but they got hit by a car. But as as an aggregate, we don't have that data yeah. publicly available. We've seen over the weekend that the Pfizer vaccine data, the FDA is saying it's going to take 75 years to release the Pfizer vaccine data and all these other things. We see, we've seen so far zero deaths from this Omicron variant. Um, and I'm assuming that's why the... Jackson County legislator, Jackson County uh, Health Department or, or uh, County Commissioner, or whoever is reconvening a meeting about having a new mask mandate is because of this Omicron variant, because cases are going down, uh, hospitalizations are going down. So that's the only reason that I can see that they're having it. So they're just ignoring the facts. I mean, they're ignoring that this is not particularly dangerous. It's certainly less dangerous than the other variants. They're ignoring the fact that The majority of people in the United States and in Israel and in other countries who have gotten Omicron, tested positive for Omicron, have been vaccinated, often triple vaccinated. Uh, They're ignoring all that. So it's just it's a clown show and it's not going to stop until people stop complying. Okay, well, you know, to be continued and we'll update you on Facebook with what happens in Jackson County and, and move on from there. To Johnson County, Missouri, not Johnson County, Kansas, but Johnson County, Missouri, There's a group there called Johnson County, Missouri, We the People. And I know, Kurt, you've been communicating with these folks. What's going on there? Yeah, so uh, it's a grassroots organization. They have chapters in several counties in Missouri um, and in other states as well. But uh, they actually reached out to us. So we're really excited to be participating in in their monthly meeting. I think it's the 20th of December. And so... uh, We'll be recording a video with Dale, and I'll be heading down there to uh, Joko Mo, and uh, we're looking forward to partnering with them, and hopefully, you know, partnering with more groups uh, here in the area. So, if you're listening to this and you have a, a, a grassroots organization or any sort of you know political activism that you're working on, please reach out to us because uh, we're really interested in what you're doing, and we'd like to see if there's any way that we can help. 
Well, it's a vast difference between Johnson County, Missouri, and Johnson County, Kansas. Right. Yeah. I'm just telling you that from having lived here for uh, most of my adult life. So, uh, our crowd, I think, and there are some exceptions. It's Mark Zarda's birthday today, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mark. Yeah. Uh, so, I think he's a Johnson County, Kansas guy, but he's more Olathe. You know, you got Olathe versus Overland Park right. and, and Leewood and all that. Um, so, there are pockets of our people, as right. I'll call them, right, right. you know, in Johnson County, uh, Kansas. But Johnson County, Missouri is 100% Dale Carter's America. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, they, uh, they get KFKF down there. They listen to KFKF and they're listening to the podcast. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be a good opportunity to to spread the word about the podcast, but also to, you know, uh, help out and help, um, you know, increase, uh, increase the message of freedom. So we'll be talking about the vaccine mandate next Monday. More bad news on the economy. And I just almost feel bad for piling on to Joe Biden. But, you know, he wanted the job. He, he ran for the job. Yeah. Not really. I mean, he was in his basement for the entire campaign. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but he's the president and he's going to be there for another three years. And uh, I, I pray for his health. We talked about this on the last episode, because if you go to the bench beyond Joe Biden, it gets ugly really fast. Mm-hmm. Uglier than the Raiders bench in the uh, Chiefs victory, which we're going to get to a little bit later on in the podcast. But more bad news uh, on inflation. Americans coping with the biggest jump in consumer prices in decades. The highest mark. In nearly 40 years, you can't make it up. It's right. just, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. And it's, uh, it, it's impossible to ignore. I mean, we had that chart. I think we talked about it on the podcast or maybe posted something on the Facebook page where, uh, some government Facebook, uh, page or something or Twitter account posted the chart where the gas prices went down by two cents. Did you see that? I did see that after they raided the strategic reserve, right? Right. right. So, you know, they're, they're celebrating these tiny little wins of going down by two cents or, you know, uh, they came out and said that you would save 16 cents on your Thanksgiving meal or whatever that was. And ignoring the the broader problem of, of inflation and gas prices and food prices just going through the roof. Well, and the only solution that they have is build back better. Build back better. They say it all the time. Build back better. And what build back better means is spending trillions of dollars that we do not have. I saw a really great tweet on this yesterday. I forget who it was, but they said... I'm sorry, I correct myself. Trillions of dollars that we don't have. Billions, that's the old money. Yeah, that's Trump change. Trillions of dollars that we don't have. But this, uh, this tweet said, I've never seen anybody wearing a build back better hat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true like nobody actually supports this it's just yeah you know uh it's a joke well the great resignation continues too uh they made hay last week about first time claims for unemployment were at like a 50 year low well excuse me there's 11 million job openings in the country there shouldn't be any first time claims for right. unemployment right you should lose your job today and get one by later this afternoon yeah and there's also all kinds of funny stuff that happens with unemployment it's hard to trust that number even under president trump and certainly under obama that number is manipulated in all kinds of ways you know they they don't count people who have stopped looking for jobs they don't count people who are on unemployment benefits or xyz it's manipulated in lots of different ways so it's it's hard to tell exactly what they're talking about when they say you know this is the unemployment rate and the folks who have jobs there's worker unrest going on in the country uh, we've talked a, a little bit about the the Kellogg strike that's been going on in Battle Creek Michigan 
since October the 5th. Well, Kellogg has decided cereal's got to keep going to the shelves, right? So they've started hiring replacement workers. You don't want to work here? We're going to find replacement workers. Yeah. yeah. Still got to have those Rice Krispies, man. Good luck. And, of course, with inflation now, and I don't know if any of you have, have taken me up on this, but go to a grocery store and look at the boxes. They're smaller. Yeah. But the price is the old price. Right. Shrinkflation has come to America. You can check that out. So Kellogg's is hiring uh, replacement workers to keep the cereal flowing to the shelves. The Minneapolis airport maintenance workers are going to vote on a strike. If you fly into Minneapolis in the winter, those are the folks who keep snow off the runways, and they're about to go on strike. And there's probably a lot of it up there, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, And now we hear that Starbucks workers are threatening to strike as well. Oh, no, not Starbucks. You go to Starbucks? Uh, Rarely. The the lady's into it. I'm not very picky about my coffee. I'll, I'll, you know... I'll I'm drink with you. Crappy coffee and hot care. and black. Or do you have to have it foo foo? Uh, well, I put creamer in it. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> just when I think you're coming over to the red meat side, yeah. you know, well, it's yeah. like you know, I do like red meat. So hot and black, and and don't I've put. I still anything got in leftover it. deer chili at home, so I, I'm into my meat. The only time that I will go to Starbucks is if I'm in an airport, and that is the only choice for coffee. Yeah, it's overpriced. That's the main oh. thing. And I go up to the baristas. Is that what they call them? The barista, yeah, right? Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't know this venti other bullshit thing right, that you've right. got in your own language here. What I want is a large coffee that is black. Right. I don't want anything else in it. Right. So whatever you call that, make that. And then they roll your their eyes at you and oh, they say, course. okay, boomer. Yeah. That'll be $12, (laughs) especially at the airport. Right. All right. Biden's poll numbers, you know, that should be no shock that they continue to slip. And this isn't the Fox News poll. This is from ABC. ABC, which is, you know, in the Biden camp. Yeah. Um, Objective and trustworthy news from ABC. Uh, Joe Biden underwater on inflation, crime, and COVID. Yeah. Big surprise. Chris Wallace out at uh, Fox News. I'm not surprised by this. I was a little surprised when I looked at the ratings for Fox News Sunday that it is below the other Sunday morning shows. I mean, I'm not surprised at that at all. Face the nation, meet the press. Yeah, but the the difference with those shows is that they're playing to their audience, and they know what they like. Right when you when you tune into uh, Chuck Todd, you know exactly what you're getting. I mean, he's he's a liberal, you know, reporter, and and he is he doesn't really hide it. Uh, he might try and pretend to be objective, but everyone knows that he's not. In, in the case of Chris Wallace, you know, I think especially after his performance at that one particular presidential debate uh, last year between Biden and Trump, which was just horrendous. I mean, and and he's had other things where he's kind of shown some skin on on his real opinions, you know, and it's clear that he doesn't really fit in with Fox News. That said, I mean, Fox News is not the uh, conservative rag, you know, that everyone tries to make it out to be. There are liberal hosts on Fox News. There are liberal uh, commentators and and other things on Fox News. So, but uh, I I think that's probably why his ratings are lower is because he's on Fox, which is kind of supposed to or viewed as the conservative network. I would say Fox is center to right. Yeah, center right. Yeah, I think it makes sense. But it's just funny to me because people always like to shit on Fox News. You know, they're like, they oh, it's just, oh, it's there. It's just a right wing, you know, propaganda mm-hmm. news network. And it's like, that's not really true. I mean, th- they're certainly not like right wing in 
in any like real sense. You know, it's still mainstream news. There's still plenty of liberals on there. You know, it's still, I mean, if you watch the morning show, if you watch, uh, Juan Williams, you know, if there, it's not, it's not what they make it out to be. And I, and I'm not defending Fox news right. for any particular reason. I don't even watch Fox news aside from occasionally Tucker, who's awesome. But you know, I just, and it's not surprising that he's going to CNN, you know, he'll, he'll be fine. So I do watch Fox news quite a bit. And to the point that people who listen to this podcast, who never watch Fox news, just say, well, it's just right wing rhetoric and conspiracy and yada, yada, yada. I was watching Neil Cavuto last week who I I watch quite a bit because I think he's pretty smart in terms of the economy. He had Emmanuel Cleaver on with him. Right. You know, they always have Democrats on. They're always talking to Democrats. In fact, I was watching uh, Harris Faulkner's show. Harris used to be a reporter here at Fox 4 in Kansas City. She is brilliant, by the Mm. way. Um, And she does a show during the middle of the day. And Kaylee McEnany, who was President Trump's press secretary, was singing the praises of Quentin Lucas, the mayor of Kansas City, Missouri. For what? Over the the whole, um, you know, back when he had that uh, uh, task force and he asked for help and Kaylee McEnany mentioned that Trump was president and obviously we had a huge problem here in Kansas City. Um, I can't remember the child's name, but a child was killed and that became the task force and they got a lot of bad guys off the street. Right. Kaylee McEnany giving kudos to Quentin Lucas for asking for help and the federal government stepping in to help. So, you know... It's not all right-wing nutcase conspiracies. Now, there are those who don't really like Tucker Carlson, and that's the guy you like a lot. Oh, Tucker's great, yeah. Tucker's great. I mean, he he is a uh, a totally unique voice in the media, and he's not lockstep following the Republican narrative. Uh, he's very intelligent. He's got his own takes on everything, and that's why he's the number one cable news show in America, and I, and I, I really enjoy him. Well, Again, Ray- I haven't... I haven't I don't yeah. have cable, so I don't really like watch him every night or anything like that. But the clips that I've seen of him and the other interviews that I've seen with him are, are high quality. Well, when I'm at home and, and I'm watching the news and I'm trying to get an update on what's happening and everything, sometimes I'll, I'll flip it over to uh, CNN or MSNBC just to confirm what I think they're going to do. And literally every time I do it, they're in wall-to-wall coverage about January 6th. That is the only thing they have. And we're going to get to that in our segment called The Truth Does It Matter, which is still coming up. But we're still going through the news here. Uh, And the truth of the matter is Hillary Clinton was not the 45th president of the United States. It was Donald Trump. And now Hillary is doing this master class thing. What in the hell is this thing all about? Have you followed this? I didn't see the master class. Well, I saw actually there was a headline from the Babylon Bee, which I now know was about this. But it said Hillary Clinton to give... Uh, master class on how to lose elections. That was the headline for. Well, the she's giving movie. a master class for sure. And part of the video that I saw was her reading what would have been her acceptance speech to the presidency, and she got all choked up and teary eyed and blah 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 blah. We we're gonna drop a significant portion of this right here because it is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's pure gold, and I want people to hear it. I dream of going up to her. <laughs> and sitting down next to her, taking her in my arms and saying, look at me, listen to me. You will survive. You will have a good family of your own and three children. And as hard as it might be to imagine, your daughter will grow up and become the president of the United States. 
America is the greatest country in the world. And from tonight going forward, together, we will make America even greater than it has ever been. And it's 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 horseshit is what it is. I mean, I, there's no polite way to say it. It is absolute horseshit. I mean, this is the woman who, in front of a congressional inquiry about what happened in Benghazi, where our people died, actually said this. The fact is, we had four dead Americans. Was it because of a protest, or was it because of guys out for a walk one night who decided they'd go kill some Americans? What difference at this point does it make? So I would throw Hillary's own words at her after all this time. What difference does it make that you lost? Yeah, I mean, just the whole narcissism of her going on TV and giving you know, her victory speech and crying and blah, blah, blah. It's just so pathetic, but it's hilarious. I mean, it's hilarious is exactly why nobody likes Hillary Clinton. You know, it's because she is unbearable as a person. She is a career corrupt Washington DC, you know, politician. She got in through her husband and then she weaseled her way into the Senate, weaseled her way into the state department and nobody likes her. And that's honestly, when you look back at that election, the reason that Trump won, it wasn't necessarily because everyone loved Trump so much. It's just because they disliked Hillary more than they disliked Trump. And that's what got him over the finish line. Well, so mark my words on this. She's not done. This is all part of a future plan. She still wants to be president of the United uh, States. And if you look at the Democrats, they've got nothing, Kurt. I mean, you know, Joe Biden is not going to run for re-election. They can say whatever they want, but Joe Biden is not running for re-election. You talk about dislike, yeah. Kamala Harris. Nobody likes Kamala Harris. Yeah. Pete Buttigieg, are you really going to put up as your party's nominee, the, the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, who the, the shining thing that he has done in his year as um, Secretary of Transportation is uh, take two months off to be <laughs> right. home with his husband, you know, as they're having a baby and all right. the pains that come after childbirth. I'm not sure how that works with men, but he took two months off. Well, men can have babies now. We talked yeah. about this last week. And the supply chain issue. I mean, that's clearly on him because right. he's the transportation secretary. What's his solution to that? So he's going to run for president. They have no one. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think she is just Do you think she screwed. just did this uh, for, for a whim? With the Clintons, there is always a reason behind what it is they're doing. You're right. You're right. I mean, there is always a reason to why they're why they're doing what they're doing. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Maybe she'll run for for some other office or maybe she maybe she wants a media gig or, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to come up with anything other than her running for president because that would be just a disaster. I mean. Maybe it wouldn't be because she wouldn't win. I, I, I mean, that, I think that's pretty obvious. Are we obvious, going back but... to the future here? Is it going to be Trump-Clinton? Could you imagine? In 2024? <laughs> Could you imagine if it was the two of them again? That would be wild. But yeah, I mean, it's just the the uh, pathetic optics of her going on TV and crying to her would-be victory speech. I mean, could you imagine Donald Trump doing that? No. After, <laughs> I can't. you know quote-unquote losing up for debate the 2020 election going on fox news and being like oh that mean man joe biden you know (laughs) here's what would have been my victory speech (laughs) like no because he's not a weak person and this is you know man woman uh, whoever whatever gender you want to identify as we cannot have somebody as president that's going to go on tv and cry 
and read their would-be victory speech when they're not president like six years later. I mean, it's just, it's pathetic. And yeah. nobody like that should be in the White House. Uh, one more thing in the news before we get on to the, uh, the big issue uh, today is uh, Gavin Newsom, who's in the news. California governor says if Texas abortion law stands, he'll use it to justify private lawsuits against gun manufacturers. <laughs> good luck. That's all I have to say. I saw this, I saw this story, too, and I, I said, good luck. Well, I mean, we'll see what's what's going to happen with all that. We did our uh, Touch the Third Rail episode last week on abortion. I don't think we need to go there again. No, no. But, I mean, we could just briefly, you know, touch on the gun law issue itself. I mean, the difference between abortion and guns is very obvious. And it is you have a constitutional right to defend yourself with weapons. You do not have a constitutional right to abortion. It was made up out of whole cloth by the Supreme Court in Roe versus Wade. It does not exist constitutionally, and you do have a right to defend yourself with guns. So uh, there's no comparison to be made other than he likes the tactic that Texas is using, and he wants to score political points by sticking up his middle finger to Texas and saying, oh, well, you think you can do this for abortion? We're going to do it for guns because I hate guns, and I'm Gavin Newsom. <laughs> you know, So like, it, I don't really think it's going anywhere. But we'll see. I mean, it's California, so maybe. I don't know. All right. I got about five or six different stories I want to put under one category. The truth does it matter, and we'll cover that next on Dale Carter's America. It's beginning to look a lot like a safe Christmas. Frontier Justice is fully stocked with gifts for mom, the kids, the dog, and of course, dad. Membership is the gift that gives all year round. No initiation fees and free range time for 365 days for you and a guest. Pair membership with a class and your family will be ready to make memories of a lifetime. The boutique offers unique gift ideas for everyone. Please summit KCK at the Legends and online at frontier-justice.com. Jesse Smollett is guilty of five out of six charges. Did yep. I read that right? Five out of six charges? Yep. So under the category of the truth, which we try and get to on this podcast, and again, when you want to call us out, please do. I love to read your emails at dalec at kfkf.com. I love to see your comments on the Facebook page whenever we post things. Remember, K means Kurt posted it. DC means I posted it. And uh, we get back to you. Uh, but again, some of you get stumped and you don't come back like died from COVID or with COVID. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm just going to keep hammering that because I want I really want to get to an answer on that from COVID or with COVID. Just Jesse Smollett, as far as we know, uh, does not have COVID, but he had a very intact Subway sandwich, which Chicago police say made them think this doesn't exactly smell right. Yeah. Well, it doesn't smell right. Well, it was a tuna sub anyway. And, and, and we've also found out through uh, Subway that there's no tuna DNA in their tuna sub. Did you see that? No, but I, I yeah, I don't eat Subway because they, their meat is gross. There's, there's other things like their ham is made out of some weird yeah. com combination of like turkey and I don't know. There goes our Subway sponsorship yeah. for Dale Carter's America. So Smollett found guilty. Uh, of course, the defense says that the let's see, the, the cops were racist, the judge is racist, uh, the jury was mostly white people, and of course they're all racist. They're going to appeal this, and they are confident that they're going to win on appeal. But what we have to do is turn back the clock. And I was listening to my friend Chris Stegall. Uh, Chris is a wonderful talk show host, and he actually had a tape from his show that he he played the day after. Uh, all this went down, 
and he said, this doesn't smell right. And he said he got in trouble with his bosses at the radio station because he was on a ledge. Because everybody, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Al Sharpton, every Democrat, they're all on Twitter. All the celebrities are on Twitter. They've got Jussie Smollett's back. This is terrible. This is awful. And uh, one thing I agreed with Al Sharpton on, uh, whoever did this should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And apparently that was Jussie Smollett. Does the truth matter? Yeah, well, we have the receipts. Uh, you know, I have lots of screenshots, a couple of which I've posted on our Facebook page of of people the day after, you know, commenting on Twitter uh, or Facebook, including the president or current president. He wasn't the president then, but and the vice president and Al Sharpton and AOC and Bernie Sanders and down the list, you know, saying this is a modern day lynching. We have to stop racism in America. This can't be tolerated. And everyone just jumping to their political posturing and you're right i mean and chris is right it just it didn't seem right from the beginning it was very unbelievable from the beginning so you're telling me that two or three white guys in maga hats at 2 a.m in chicago in like the middle of the winter are just roaming around with a noose and bleach looking for somebody to do a hate crime on like it makes no sense of course that's not true and even the the guys that he paid to beat him up you know, he, he said they were lying. They were of color, right. which, you know, those, they don't lie. Um, I mean, the, <laughs> apparently there was a sexual uh, component to this whole thing because yeah. Jesse is uh, a man of color and he's gay, so we got to believe him. Yeah, yeah, because he's a gay black man. He can do no wrong. That was his whole defense. I mean, as far as I can tell from what I saw of, of the reporting on, on the case, you know, he went up on the stand and he said, I'm a gay black man. I'm persecuted. I'm a victim. And so because of that, you have to find me not guilty. I am happy to report, as far as I know, that there was not a run on designer bags on the Miracle Mile in Chicago as a result of this verdict. There yeah. was, as far as I know, there was no violence. I haven't heard of anything. There was no looting. There was none of that. There may be some of that in Minnesota if this trial goes, quote, unquote, the wrong way. I've heard that said. It goes the wrong way. What? Where's the truth in this? Where is justice? Where is our system of you present your side, the other side presents their side, the jury weighs in, and the judge passes down sentence? Where yeah. is that? Well, it's it's non-existent. I mean, certainly on the left and, and sometimes potentially on the right, too, you know, but just in our modern political atmosphere, the ends justify the means. And the truth is not import, as important as whatever is going to further your cause. And I mean, the Jussie case and, and the Kyle Rittenhouse case and the Ahmed Arbery case and even the Ghislaine Maxwell case, which has received very little attention in the media, which we've touched on. It's all about politics. It's all about posturing yourself to uh, make a political point and and paint somebody as the enemy, you know, paint America as a racist, white supremacist country and systemic systems of structural institutions and everything like that. Uh, So the truth doesn't matter. We don't even need testimony in the Dante Wright trial here because we have video. We actually have the video of what happened. Dante Wright had an outstanding warrant. He was pulled over. He got out of his car. He was going to cooperate with the police. And when they put the cuffs on him and told him he was under arrest, he jumped back in the car and drove off. Yep. Right? And so you've got these officers trying to deal with this. Now, it was tragic. And I don't think there's no one on this planet who felt worse about it than Kimberly Potter. They had video of her sitting and crying, could not believe that she did it. Well, she said right after, too, 
you know, I'm going to be in big trouble for this or something like that. I, I don't remember her exact words, but it was on the, the body cam footage after she pulled the trigger right. and, and killed him or shot him. He died, right? He died. Yeah. So after she pulled the trigger and killed him, she, she was like, oh, I'm, I made a huge mistake. I'm going to be in big trouble for this. Right. So it was obviously not intentional, but right. I mean, it was a pretty big mistake, obviously. Okay. So she got fired. Yeah. She's lost her job. Should she go to prison? I don't know. I mean, it. yeah, it's that's a tough one. I don't know if negligent homicide would be warranted or not. I mean, because the thing is, there's kind of two separate arguments. The, there's the argument of, did she kill him unnecessarily? Like, was lethal force justified? That's That's one question. And then a second question is, is her discharging her firearm negligently as opposed to on purpose, you know, is that cause for charging her with, with a crime, you know? So it's kind of tricky. I'm not really sure. What do you you think? And did Dante Wright have any culpability in that? Because he did not follow the rules. Of course. Yeah. Right. And (laughs) uh, you've been pulled over, right? Yeah. Okay. I have too many times. And I was the stepson of a cop. Okay. Many times. And I know the drill. The drill is hands at 10 and 2 on the steering wheel. Yes, sir. No, sir. Right. You know, and if I had an outstanding warrant on me, I would fully expect to be arrested and taken to jail. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the elephant in the room. I think if you're talking about the truth, uh, it's the elephant in the room that nobody's talking about is how do you act when you're pulled over or how do you act in your life generally? I mean, nobody wants to talk about the, the character and the background of these people like Dante Wright, like George Floyd, like, uh, the, the guy, uh, the guy with the the knife that got shot seven times by the cops. Can't remember his name, but nobody wants to talk about that because these people are not admirable people. They truthfully, the truth is they don't live their lives in, in a, uh, in a good way. You know, Dante Wright was another guy. He was a career criminal, not a good person. So they're, but they're going to help they're going to hold him up just like they held up George Floyd, just like George Floyd has murals in every major city. Now right. he has statues of him. You know, they're taking down Robert E. Lee and Thomas Jefferson, and they're putting up George Floyd, not because George Floyd was a good person or admirable in any way, but because George Floyd fits the political narrative that they're trying to push. Yeah. So the truth doesn't matter. It's all about what is the message and the ends justify the means. They want to tear down our history and tear down America for okay. their cause. Well, where I stand on it is if a jury in this case looks at all the testimony and all the evidence and thinks that Kimberly Potter, who was a career police officer who lost her job because of this mistake, uh, if she needs to go to prison, that's the jury verdict. And that's right. our system in this country. But what I'm railing against is the fact that Minnesota has put guard troops on standby because if she's exonerated by this jury, they know what's going to happen. There's going to be riots. There's going to be burning and looting. And that is wrong. Yeah, and those people, I mean, are are likely not going to be prosecuted. Uh, No, they won't be. (laughs) And they'll have Kamala Harris help bail them out of jail. Yeah, there's been a a serious under-prosecution of violent left-wing criminals and rioters in, in this country and you know they're they're targeting people who are at january 6th they're char- targeting uh you know proud boys who got in a fight with antifa two years ago and went to jail for four years they're targeting all of these right-wing people and the left-wing people get off so it's just another example of the truth not mattering because it's it's a, a political agenda certain people go to jail right. for doing an action and then other people do the same action and are let off scot-free okay another story from does the truth matter 
if you're a guy and you decide one day that you want to be a girl and you're fairly good at swimming, but you're not really great enough to break records on the men's team, so you go on the women's team and you're smashing records left and right, um, <laughs> does that matter? The National Review article I pulled this from, uh, a male swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania has been smashing female records after being allowed to compete as a woman. Leah Thomas, who swam for the men's team as recently as 2019, back when he was going by Will, identified as transgender and moved to the women's team. Now, on the surface, the women on the team have to be very supportive, right? But behind the scenes, to the uh, website OutKick, a teammate anonymously says, pretty much everyone individually has spoken to our coaches about not liking this. Our coach just really likes winning. He likes He's like most coaches. I think secretly everyone just knows it's the wrong thing to do. Uh, she added, when the whole team is together, we have to be like, oh my gosh, go Leah, that's great, you're amazing. It, it's very fake. Yep. Uh, it's not enough to be displaced and cheated at their own sports. These young women have to endure not only the fear of punishment if they speak out, but the additional humiliation of feigning enthusiasm. And again, when we talk about this, this is not about transgender rights. This is about women's sports and Title IX and the reason it was created was to give women an area that they could compete in, not an area where if Kurt decides one day Kurt wants to become Christine and break all kinds of records, I think that's wrong. And I think that's another case where the truth doesn't matter anymore. Well, speaking of the truth, here's something that a lot of people don't want to hear. Men and women are different. They are. Can you believe it? You know, there's another story in here I w- I'm not gonna, I wasn't going to be able to get to, but I will now. Um, women aren't going to have to sign up for the draft. Why the hell not? Well, they're trying to push for it now in, in Congress. Yeah. So there you go. But, I mean, speaking of men and women being different, you know, I, I, I think of actually two things with that story. There's the obvious thing of men and women being different in terms of uh, physical prowess. And, you know, this man is competing as a woman and crushing all these records. And, you know, that's the obvious part. But the other part that I find really interesting that I don't hear a lot of people talking about and another difference between men and women is the way that the other women on the team are handling this situation, I think speaks to the nature of women being agreeable and, you know, not confrontational and things like that, where they're to this person's face and in the public eye, they're like, oh yeah, go, go Leah, we we love you, you know, and then behind the scenes, uh, anonymously, are complaining to each other and being catty and saying this isn't fair, you know? And I I think that speaks to the difference between men and women as well, because it would be much more likely if this was a men's team and somebody was doing something like that, that the man would, you know, speak up and say something to their face or or say something to the coach or come out publicly and and cause an issue out of it. So I think that's uh, an interesting angle on it as well. Is Will taking up a a scholarship that... I don't know. ...that a female swimmer would would take because that's when you uh, distill it down to its core in terms of college this is about education right and this is about scholarships to let women be able to compete with other women and men to compete with other men in, in sports like football and basketball and baseball and things like that is this person not only setting breaking records that now don't mean anything yeah i mean come on yeah, I mean, are they going to put are they going to put an asterisk on the on the records, <laughs> you know, like on the plaque and put why a little asterisk they? next to him like, yeah. uh, this is actually a man." <laughs> yeah. 
I just don't get that. I'm never going to get it. And if, if you want to call me a hater on transgender, I mean, I don't think I am. I, I think people ought to live and let live. But wh- where I start to draw a distinction on that is when you come into a sport that was set up for women to compete against other women. And right. because, as Kurt just shockingly said, men and women are different and have more bone density, more muscle, whatever, uh, clearly we're going to get to a point. You take this to its ridiculous conclusion, all of the records held by women will now be held by men. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, the I think it was uh, Jeremy Boring from The Daily Wire or somebody on Twitter that said, in the future, all of the best women's athletes will be men. You know who <laughs> is totally against this is the former Bruce Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner is completely against That's this. That's interesting. Yeah. Look it up. It's true. I can't figure out that person. I, I really can't. I don't understand what's going on there. But Well, and, and you know what? It's not for us to understand it. Yeah, it's just for not. us to defend those who are a little defenseless, like the women on the swimming team who have a coach who's like, hey, man, I'm just here to win because if I don't win, I'm going to get fired and I'm going to lose my, uh, I don't know what a swimming coach get. Do they, do they get like a Speedo endorsement? <laughs> is, is there a speedo indoor? I don't know. Well, that's another angle on it too. You know, I mean, there's lots of angles on this story, yeah. but uh, a third angle is that the coach, you know, I mean, has some responsibility here too for, I mean, it, it's so tough because in our modern society that doesn't care about the truth, that doesn't care about what is actually accurate and what is actually fair when you're talking about women's sports, that's not even in the conversation in the mainstream this coach, if he were to come out and say, hey, you know what? This actually isn't right. I got rid of this person on the team. It's not fair to the other girls. Uh, we're going in a new direction. He would be attacked by, I mean, every mainstream institution. You know, he might have threats against him physically. He might be fired from the school. So that's another angle on it is he should, if he was, you know, truly a a leader and a, and a, a strong male figure, uh, he would come out and and not allow it or say something about it. But, you know, there's going to be all this backlash. So there will be. And and as we continue to go through this, it will destroy women's athletics. Oh, just what will be the point? Yeah. I mean, we should we should allow men in the WNBA. Why not? Yeah. You know, all they have to do is is say that they're a woman or take estrogen for one year or whatever the requirement is and and then uh, LeBron James will be dunking on women. In the and NBA, if your gender's WNBA. just a, a vague concept, why? What about your age? What if you're a 16 year old kid and you want to go play t-ball? Yeah. So that you can break all the t-ball records. Well, I'm 16. Who cares? I'm in my mind. I'm six. That's a great point, Dell. That's a great point because I've thought about this myself. It's like, okay, well, does the genderization of gender apply to other things? Like, you know, this whole idea that gender is a spectrum and that you can self-identify and you right. can uh, you can be anywhere on the spectrum. And now there's 46 or whatever it is, different identifications for gender and growing every day. Why doesn't that apply to other things? Why doesn't that apply to weight, height, age, race, eye color, intelligence? Skill level, education. Uh, education, Why yeah. not? Um, and I think you and I have, have, have just drilled into something like a big vat of oil. We are on the cutting edge on this podcast, and we have discovered the next big thing. We've created our own spectrums. So what are you going to identify as? You can as? be whatever you want to be. You know what? I don't really know off the top of my head because I love 
my life right now. I, I say this on my show all the time, that I don't have tattoos or piercings, and I've not had any cosmetic surgery because God created me, and I am perfect in his eyes. You're perfect in my eyes. I don't don't. need any enhancement. So you don't want to, if you had a choice, everything's a spectrum. Every aspect of your, your physical and uh, personality, Mm -hmm. uh, your being is on a spectrum. You wouldn't identify as anything else. I don't know. If everyone were to take you seriously. Yeah. I I just, I want to give, I want to give that some thought. Let's, let's put a pin in that and we'll come back next week. Okay. And I will, because I don't want to just give you off the cuff thing. Sure. I want to think about it, put some thought into it. Because if I can be whatever I want to be. That's a vast ocean of space right there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, okay. I'm, I'll be waiting with bated breath. I'm okay. excited. All right. Uh, under the category of the truth, does it matter? Uh, I want to throw this one out to you because uh, this is a curveball to you. All right. Because CNN and MSNBC, they're, they're still doing their wall-to-wall stuff on January 6th, where a bunch of knuckleheads went into the Capitol, okay, and they went in areas they weren't supposed to go. I mean, there are places, you would agree, there are places, federal buildings, where the public does not have access to. Mm-hmm. You can't just walk into the well, White House yeah, to the West Wing and right. say, hey, I want to sit in the president's desk. Right. The public doesn't have access aside from by invitation, I right. guess you could say. Okay. So a bunch of knuckleheads on January 6th went up there. Okay. Let's say that it is true. What, what CNN and MSNBC are spending all of this capital on the air on. Let's say that in the bowels of the White House on January 6th, Donald Trump was in communication with some of these knuckleheads, and you know you could do the impersonation if you want about how you 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 guys need to go up there and you need to sit in Nancy Pelosi's chair. Listen, we're going to break into the Capitol. Look here, we need to go get Mike Pence, turn over the election. It was stolen by Sleepy Joe. We're gonna take it back. Yeah, let's say all that's true. In the words of Hillary Clinton. What difference does it make? Joe Biden is still the president of the United States. Okay, the people who broke in are in trouble, and some of them have already been sentenced to jail. What difference does it make as they expend all of this political capital? I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to torpedo Donald Trump as a future candidate. And believe it or not, there are some on the Republican side who are okay with that. But what the hell difference does it make? Well, I I don't know. I mean, I I think that the idea of what difference at this point does it make is not really ever valid. Uh, So I wouldn't use that argument. But the fact is, I mean, what they're saying about the events that day are just not true. That and that's the angle that I take. That's that that's the angle that I think we need to take on it when we're when we're fighting back. But the idea that oh, it doesn't make a difference. Oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, I just don't like that because things do matter. I mean, the, and you've said this about the, the 2020 election. It's like, well, it's over with Joe Biden's president. It doesn't matter. Let's move past it. And I just don't agree with that. I think that, you know, we need to actually like look into things that happen. We need to look into what actually happened on January 6th, what actually happened with the election, what actually happened with the riots over the past year, what actually happened with the origins of COVID and Dr. Fauci and the Wuhan lab and all of these things, because people need to be held accountable and we need to make sure that these things don't happen again. And we need to make sure that the, the media and our political institutions are not corrupt to the point past repair, you know? So I think it does matter. Well, in the days after the January 6th attack, I mean, it just turned my stomach. I couldn't watch it. It was disgusting as far as I was concerned. And what I said at that time was, instead of sitting around in some sort of a circle jerk 
daisy chain and doing this wall-to-wall coverage, if you think you have something actionable, if there was criminal activity that happened that went all the way to Donald Trump, there are avenues you can take that in. Right. None of that has happened. Right. All they're doing is sitting around in a circle jerk talking about, you know, this person's claiming executive privilege, this person's doing this, this person's doing that. Um, file charges. File charges against the people who broke the law. And, and I'm not going to draw a distinction between them and rioters. I've said all along, you got riots out in the country. You had a riot on January the 6th. Put the perpetrators in jail. They broke the law. Well, yeah, but I think I think the uh, concern that a lot of people on the right, myself included, have with the response to January 6th is similar to what I mentioned earlier about right-wing people going to jail for, you know, fighting on the street or for carrying mace or for whatever, whereas left-wing rioters get off scot-free. And that's the case with January 6th. I mean, there are people who literally just went in and didn't even like break anything or do anything aside from going into the building. And, you know, you can watch the video. They were let in by the cops. They were let in by the Capitol Police. And these people just went in and now they're in solitary confinement for like a year. Right. For going on a year now. And they haven't really, in a lot of cases, even been charged with anything. They're getting the book thrown at them. They're literally, I mean, you can read the accounts. They're in solitary confinement for 22, 23 hours a day being treated like crap. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, you have members of Congress saying this too, but they're political prisoners. They're, they're being held in an illegitimate way that is totally opposite to how people that have actually done real destructive and violent crime against property and against human beings have been just totally ignored. And that's what bothers us. It's not that, oh, you know, it was good what happened or nothing wrong happened. They didn't do anything wrong. But if you just look at these two things back to back, you can even look at the Capitol itself back to back. This is not the first time that people have gone into the Capitol to protest, even in the past five, 10 years. I mean, there was people that came in and protested when Brett Kavanaugh was being uh, confirmed by the Senate by the Senate to the uh, Supreme Court. There were left-wing protesters that broke into the Senate hearing and started creating a ruckus and yelling and screaming. Those people were not thrown in solitary confinement. Those people were not thrown in jail. So it's just the, the double standard and the lack of accountability and the lack of the truth applied evenly, you know, that, that I think really bothers people, myself okay. included. Lastly on the truth, Russia. Because you don't hear uh, CNN or MSNBC talking about that, yet we're we're seeing as more and more is coming forward, it's pretty darn clear that the Clinton campaign was behind what happened with the Russia story. And how many hearings did we go through on that? Wasn't there at least one of the impeachments tied to that? Yeah, the first one. Yeah. So does the truth not matter in that case? No, no, it doesn't. And it never did. I mean, it We've known for a while, if you really follow the story, and certainly if you follow people like Dan Bongino, I mean, I don't know if you follow him or not, but he's been on top of the Russia collusion hoax, you know, from the beginning. And it was very obvious that it was the Clinton campaign, along with the uh, Obama, DOJ, and FBI that came up with this oppo research, this fake oppo research from uh, Ukrainian uh, sources, from potentially Russian and Chinese sources uh, related to other things as well to come up with this dossier uh, about Trump that was the basis for getting FISA court warrants against Carter Page and against other Trump officials that led to the uh, the effort to impeach him, and it was all BS. So uh, I'm 
the pe- the fact that people are now just realizing yeah. it. You know, you still see still uh, see stories about this now. Like people are just realizing what happened. It's like, no, this has been going on for a while. So when you on the right get tagged with, uh, oh yeah, the big lie in January six, you just throw right back at them. What about Russia? Yeah, and maybe that'll shut them up like COVID, with or from. Well, I think a lot of people on the left still believe in the Russian collusion narrative. They do, which is debunked on a daily basis. But there you go. So that's the truth. Does it matter? <laughs> I guess your opinion counts on that. We'd love to hear from you at uh, DaleC at KFKF.com or on our Facebook page. When we come back, karma bites the Raiders at Arrowhead Stadium. And I had a front row seat, and it was so much fun. I want to share it with you as well. We'll do that when we come back. Frontier Justice is everyone's go-to for personal protection and fashion. Whether you want to learn firearms or protect yourself and your family without a firearm, Frontier Justice has the solutions for you. Maybe you just need a gift or a great outfit. The boutique at Frontier Justice is the destination experience you won't forget. Something for the entire family, from toys to treats for the dog. Frontier Justice in Lee Summit, KCK, Omaha, or visit them online at Frontier-Justice.com for faith, family, and freedom. So let me set this up for you, Kurt. Um, The Chiefs play the Raiders twice a year. We're both in the AFC West, and if you follow football, you know that within your own division you play each other twice. And uh, the Raiders are a hated rivalry of the Kansas City Chiefs going all the way back to the early 1960s. And a lot of us in Kansas City kind of look down our nose at the Raiders that they're a bunch of thugs. Yep. Because, quite frankly, they are. (laughs) Uh, So there is that. Last year... In a meaningless game at Arrowhead Stadium, the Raiders beat the Chiefs. Okay, The Chiefs would go on to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Well, after that game, the, the Raiders got on their team buses, and they did a victory lap around Arrowhead Stadium. That's the kind of people that they are. Right. So earlier this season, like three weeks ago, we went out to Las Vegas, and we beat them like a rented mule. 41-14 to 14 was the final score. So they come to Arrowhead Stadium yesterday for the big game. Have you heard about this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, and and I'm sitting there as the stadium announcer, and I'm basically filling out charts and stuff like that for the game. And all of a sudden, I hear this loud boo. And I'm like, who boos like that during team warmups? Right. And I look down there, and the Raiders are standing on the Arrowhead logo, basically scuffing their feet on it. Yep. Just. Uh, I saw the video. Yeah. So, you got that. Well, anyway, the Chiefs just beat them like a drum, even worse than they did out in Vegas. 48-9 to was the final score there. We call that karma. Uh, in fact, the very first play of the game from scrimmage for the Raiders, they fumbled. The Chiefs picked it up and scored a touchdown. Scoop and score by yeah. Hughes. And it was, it was that kind of a day for that, the Raiders. Yeah, and the, the defense, I mean, has just been kicking ass the past – Three, really four have. weeks. It's been amazing to watch. Now, the Chiefs have a big challenge coming up Thursday night. They're going to play at the Chargers, and uh, the Chargers have the tiebreaker on us. Pretty much everybody has the tiebreaker on us in the conference because we lost four games early in the conference. Right. So the Chiefs are just going to have to keep winning. As long as the Chiefs keep winning, they can set their own future on this. And a big test coming up against the Chargers on uh, Thursday night football. But the funniest thing, and the reason I bring this up, because I like to end with some humor, and maybe you'll drop this in here at the end. Um, Steve Serrano, who does the music at Arrowhead Stadium, uh, is program director of Mix 93 here within our uh, Steel City walls. I'm leaving the building, and I'm hearing the wheels on the bus go round and round. 
the children's song. Mm-hmm. The wheels on the bus go round and round. And I'm like, why is he doing that? And then I, I get home and I look at USA Today, and it's like, oh, the Chiefs remember when the Raiders got in their buses and did a victory lap around Arrowhead Stadium. I heard I heard about that too. So that was Steve's doing, I guess. Yes. So in, in honor, brilliant. Of, Shout of the, out to Steve. That was great. Yeah. In honor of the Raiders and and how much we really don't like them in Kansas City. I mean, this is a rivalry. You know, when I'm doing the game, usually you know I I treat the other team with some respect. I mean, I'm I'm there for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I'm there because I'm the audio propagandist of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when the Raiders are there, like when we're just beating them like a drum, uh, when I give the score out. You know, the score, Chiefs, 48, Raiders, not. <laughs> it's just that snarl and that, you know, that's and that's a great healthy rivalry, don't you think? Yeah, total, totally, totally. It's and almost it's, like Republicans and Democrats, conservatives and liberals, Chiefs and Raiders. Well, the Chiefs, the Raiders aren't the blue team, but the Chiefs are the red team. No so doubt there you about go. that. <laughs> uh, so in honor of Steve and what he did yesterday at Arrowhead Stadium, let's end with the wheels on the bus go round and round. This is Dale Carter's America. The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. The wheels on the bus go round and round, all through the town. The doors on the bus go open and shut, open and shut, open and shut. The doors on the expressed on Dale Carter's America are Dale's and Kurt Wheeler's. They do not necessarily reflect the views of KFKF or Steel City Media. Comments can be sent to dalec at kfkf.com. Thanks for listening. Check back every week for new episodes.